You're listening to the Visionary Life Podcast. I'm your host, Kelsey Rydell. Each week, I'll bring you conversations with the most visionary humans on this earth in hopes that you'll be able to absorb their wisdom, avoid their failures, and feel less alone on the roller coaster ride that is entrepreneurship. This season, I'll be chatting with creative thinkers, masterful marketers, brick and mortar shop owners, brand builders, and people just like you who have a story to share or a vision that inspires. If I can share one quick secret with you before we get into the episode, it's that we all have a little bit of visionary inside of us. You know, that spark that nudges us to pursue our full potential in this lifetime. But perhaps somewhere along the line, it got covered up. I'm here to tell you that it's never too late to explore that inner voice and access the brilliance deep down inside of you. It's in you. It's in all of us. Let's dive in. In this six-episode series, we are spotlighting some of the most visionary business owners from Bracebridge, Ontario. If you haven't heard of Bracebridge, it's a very charming small town, two hours north of Toronto, and it's filled with passionate, hardworking, and creative entrepreneurs. Today, I'm sitting down with Emma Grimstead, who is the founder of Maggie and Kay, a Canadian online home boutique that sells beautiful quality products for your bed, bath, and home expressions. In addition to diving into all things Maggie and Kay, Emma is also sharing about her other projects and passions. She is truly a multi-passionate entrepreneur and multi-talented individual like many of you. In this episode, we chat about Emma's decision to take over the family business that was started by her grandmother, then taken over by her mother, and now she is running it. We talk about what some of the first steps were in bringing the business to life, what Emma believes is the key to keeping her customers happy, some of her must-have business and software tools that help successfully run an online business, and what it's like to also be building a personal brand in addition to her online home goods shop. Enjoy this episode with Emma Grimstead and be sure to share this episode by tagging her. She's at Emma.Grimstead with two D's or at Maggie and K, or you can visit her website, MaggieandK.com, and that's all linked in the show notes. And if you want to plan your next little vacation or trip to Bracebridge, Ontario, head to www.visitthebridge.ca for all of the details. Let's dive into today's episode. Emma, welcome to the Visionary Life Podcast. I'm so, so excited to sit down with you, particularly because I was actually just chatting with one of your best friends who was also featured in this series. So (laughs) shout out to Allison. So yeah, yeah, really grateful to have this time with you today. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you. I'm so excited. I'm so honored. And um, I'm sure I'm a it's a tough act to follow after chatting with the amazing Allison, if I do say so myself. Oh, well, I'm sure it'll be equally as awesome. I'm thrilled. So you also have a podcast, right? I do. It's called the expression sessions. Um, we started it April of last year when we were all at home and, uh, it was something we had talked about doing anyway. Mm -hmm. And we were at first we were like, Oh, we better hold off on this whole idea. And we're like, no, it's actually perfect timing. So yeah, it's, it's been a fun little adventure for over a year now, which is crazy. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I run that with Amy Bridal, who I also own hub productions with, which is a youth theater company in Muskoka. Um, so this was kind of our our platform to express ourselves when we don't have theater or our typical forms of expression. So it's uh, led to some great conversations, but it's cool to be on the other end of it and being interviewed today because I'm usually in your position. So this Mm -hmm. is a lot of fun. Yeah, this is a nice opportunity for you to sit back and you just have to chat. You don't have to worry about any of the logistics. So yeah, I'll definitely plug your podcast in the show notes. So for anyone who enjoys this episode and wants to learn more about you, uh, they can go find it there. And I'm curious, how are you enjoying the art of podcasting? Like, was it something you always aspired to do or... um, Yeah. What are your initial thoughts on a year of podcasting? 
Yeah, it's been it's been a really cool opportunity mm-hmm. when you're not able to kind of connect with people in the your normal forms to get yeah. to chat with all these different people and all different walks. And we focused it very much on our community. So it's cool to reach out to people that um, I've either like met in passing or maybe have like heard of but never had had a chance to connect with. So I think yeah. that's been the most fun for me with that. Um, and it's also been like a really like almost therapeutic thing in the midst of what's going on in the world of just being able to talk about like what we're feeling and like the ups and downs. And I just feel like we've expressed that whole journey we've been on over the last year through that. Mm-hmm. So I think that's just having that kind of appointment to check in with ourselves yeah. and check in with others and um, talk about the exciting things that are still going on in the world mm-hmm. um, despite it all. So yeah, that's kind of, it was kind of a surprise. We never really, um, we talked about doing a lot of other things with what the expression sessions was going to be. It was going to be yeah. more like an event based and like a, a like in-person kind of connecting type um, um, business. Yeah. It, but having to adapt to a podcast form looks kind of natural when we're all at home anyway, and, um, has actually turned about turned into a really cool opportunity to, I don't know, meet people, express how we're feeling, create connections and conversations. And so Mm -hmm. I've actually really enjoyed it and I wasn't sure how we were going to be at it going in. So it's cool that we're still going after a year. I didn't know if that was going to happen. So totally. Well, it obviously means you enjoy it and you're right. If nothing else, it acts as like a self therapy session and just a chance to Mm -hmm. maybe feel less alone because I don't know about you, but I've been spending a lot of time at home and I have my husband and my dog, but at the same time, like I crave connection with other Mm -hmm. business owners when with other people who who like chatting about similar things that I want and a podcast is such a a cool way to do that and to have these types of conversations that are scheduled into your work week so I love it it's exactly it um so I'm curious where did you grow up and where do you live now Mm -hmm. I so I grew up in Bracebridge in Muskoka um I grew up on Gibbs Road which is my maiden name okay Um, yeah So I grew up here. I was, we moved here when I was two, I was born in the city, but grew up here and we had a house uh, on Gibbs road with my whole Gibbs family is all on that road and they still are. And uh, so it was like pretty, yeah, my family's been here. Like the Gibbs family was here since like the 18, 1890, I think. So like they were one of the first settlers. So I wow. tried and true. We have been here a long time. So much um, history. <laughs> I know it's wild. It's actually a cool history and I love it. And it's nice to know that like we're, I've been part of this community and my family has been for so long. Yeah. Um, means a lot to me, this community. And yeah, so I still live here now. I mm. met my husband funny we like he's just he's five years older than me so we just missed each other through all our schooling like never met in our small town ever and then met later in life and um yeah so we he's a teacher here and I run a few businesses here so we're still in Bracebridge Mm -hmm. so speaking of running a few businesses did you always know that you wanted to be an entrepreneur or is this something that you just randomly stumbled into um give us the backstory yeah I am my I've always surrounded myself like my around women entrepreneurs. So my grandmother um, was a very young widow. So in like her late fifties, early, oh, she must've been early fifties, early fifties. She opened a bedding bath and home shop on the main street in Bracebridge. So it was called between the sheets and she ran that. So I have so many memories of being at her store and hanging out behind the counter. And like, she would like curl all the ribbons and, you know, talk to the customers. And she had such a beautiful like wave interaction. She was always done up in her pearls. And so it was such a cool way to grow up and watch her do that. And then she developed Alzheimer's quite young. Um, And so my mom took over the business and so my mom had the shop on the main street through the rest of my life, pretty much. She just, um, she uh, closed the shop about seven years ago now, not even six years ago. Um, but yeah, so she ran a bed, bath and home shop on the main street my whole life that way. And so I don't know if I knew that was where I was going to end up. I had a lot of passions, um, but yeah, it felt very natural. And when the idea kind of came in my head, when I started longing for that connection with the community and that, mm-hmm. um, that part of myself that is home styling and home decor, I really missed that, um, expression of myself. And, um, cause I really mm-hmm. do love design. Um, 
yeah, it, it felt very natural. And I thought, you know what, I kind of already know this world. I know what I'm talking about a little bit. Yes. And yeah, I kind of fell into it. And then I grew up, um, the other company I own with Amy Bridal yeah. is Hub Productions. So that was her company when I was younger. And so I grew up watching her run a business and she was a mentor in more ways than one to me. So it kind of was like, I think a lot of people don't know that they're, they could do it or haven't seen people do it. And so it seems intimidating. And I think I was so blessed to watch so many women around me do it. And so it felt like, of course I can do that. No big deal. Yeah. I mean, bigger deal now, but it totally, you know, it felt like it was a possibility, which is really cool. Oh, I love that. That's so cool. And I think that you're right. Almost through osmosis, like you can extract somebody else's belief in themselves and that becomes yours. You're like, well, if they could do it, like I've seen them go through the good times and maybe some hardships, but then yeah. you also then believe, well, why not me? Right. Exactly. And so they always say like, you're the product of the five people you hang out with the most. Yeah. And it kind of is true. Like if you're surrounded by entrepreneurs, you're like, oh, this is a possibility for me. Right. Totally. Exactly. Yeah. And I also love that it was like in your blood, like your grandma had this business and then your mom had the business. And then for you, obviously you shifted because Maggie and Kay is an online home mm. boutique. So I'm curious, why didn't you go the retail path like your mom and your grandma did? So lots of reasons. So, and it's, yeah, it's a tricky one. So I originally thought, so when I had this idea that and I thought that I could do this. This is something I love and miss and was such a big part of my life. I started um, brainstorming what it would look like for me and how I could do it in a way that worked for me because yeah. um, I am pulled in a lot of different directions and I love everything I'm doing. And I wasn't really ready to give anything up to commit to having um, a storefront. Um, but I also didn't want to kind of like half-ass it. I wanted yeah. to like be full in and and um, make sure that whatever I was going to offer to people was going to be something of quality of substance. And that spoke to what my mom's shop and my grandmother's shop before her mm -hmm. spoke to. Cool. Um, so I'm very, I became very familiar. I um, versed myself on the online platforms and how to create an online shop and then played around with like building social media and connecting with people through social media, which was something like I dabbled in through yeah. other businesses, but had never really fully committed to like, how do I um, gain confidence and trust in customers, potential customers and in a community through social media. So I've been, I'm still working at that and trying to figure out what that looks like and, and how to be an authentic and honest person um, through a lens. And then I had this idea and then the pandemic hit. And so <laughs> it felt more than ever that this was, this was the way I needed to at least start this. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's really amazed me because I was worried that being online, I was going to lose that human connection that I loved so much about having an in-person shop. Yeah. And primarily my customers are locals who either shopped at my mom's shop, then shopped or shopped at my grandmother's shop even, and, um, or know me through other connections and, or have found me through, you know, just being part of this community online. So it's cool yeah. that I've been able to speak with people like over Instagram or through email, or I even early days went and styled someone's home for like their whole bed for them. And cause cool. she said, I just, I mean, I don't know what to do. Yeah. And because it's online, they don't have to come to me. I get to go and go, this is what I would do. And this, here's what you need. And so it's still, I still have that substance of connection and gaining trust from people. So mm -hmm. it's been a really cool experience. And I'm very grateful that I was able to have that online platform and have it actually work for me at this moment. Mm -hmm. It's so cool because it sounds like you already had that like brand reputation, even though the name of your business is different than your yeah. mom and your grandma, like brand reputation is so important, right? And if there was already these established relationships and that exactly. element of trust, then people knew that in your hands, they could have that same level of trust as well. And I think it's just a good reminder for anyone listening that like every interaction is important and like always treating your clients mm -hmm. and your customers with like the highest level of care uh, and, you know, highest level of kindness because, you know, it always comes around full circle and that's an it's important true. relationship to nurture. It's so true. Yeah, I definitely feel very lucky that I was able to establish those connections years ago, just working in the shop and then mm -hmm. um, even just having 
having that understanding of who my customers would be here in Muskoka um, has really helped too. So yeah, Mm -hmm. definitely it's, it's, I would say it's the number one thing is creating a trust and a relationship with the people you want to serve. And that's been the nicest um, part of having the business so far. And also just like, I think the thing that's allowed me to be, have a start, a go at it anyway. Yeah. So I know there's a lot of listeners who would love to start an online business, maybe an online retail shop. So I'm curious, when you think back to like some of the first things you did when you decided you wanted to bring Maggie and Kay to life, like what were those first few steps you had to take in order to make this business a reality? Yeah. So it, I haven't been doing it very long. It's only been about 10 months, yep. but it was like when I decided, when I finally had made the decision I was going to do it, um, I started by reaching out to the um, suppliers and the brands that I remembered or knew were my favorites when my mom had the shop. Cool. And starting because I knew I trusted them already and I knew that their product was the quality that I wanted to offer again. Um, many of them, like the bedding products are still products I have on, have had on my bed for 10 years. So I'm like yeah. that, that to me is what I want this to represent again, because it was what my mom shop had um, represented. Um, so that was kind of number one. And then it was, okay, now what, how do I make mine different? So it was like, what is my clear brand values as Maggie and Kay? What yep. do I want to represent? What do I want to, um, offer and how do I make that unique to me? And once I had that and I established like, that is what it is. This is what I'm offering. Um, it was a little, it was easier to kind of go from there. It helped me design like what even, even just like what my logo was going to be because I understood my brand value and what I wanted to project to the yes. world and represent doing that became a little bit easier. Um, mm-hmm. like figuring out the name, which is Maggie was my grandmother's name and okay. Kay was my other grandmother's name. Oh. So I I was able to kind of, so like knowing that I was pulling from that, like, so all the rest kind of fell into place and then it's, you know, registering a business and going through, it's just a lot of reading and research, but when you're passionate and excited about it, it really didn't feel like that much work. You just feel like, yeah, the next step, next step, next step. So it's been really cool. And then, um, getting to be creative with it because it's online. Like I get to go and do product shoots and stuff. I'm a very creative person. So being able to do that has actually been so much fun for me Mm. and given me such a cool creative outlet throughout this whole year. So, so cool. And would you say that what you did was write a business plan or was it more just like, you know, establishing like the values and the mission and kind of just a mishmash? Like, were you more structured about it or was it more just like a bunch of random ideas in your head? both um definitely started i think early days it was a lot of random ideas and then leading up to like actually launching the business was a lot of sifting through that which i think Mm -hmm. is good i think if you start from a creative like take it all in point of view and then sift through you're not going to stop yourself from um going down a certain path like you're going to explore all avenues of how you want it to look Mm -hmm. um but definitely i think i'm still learning kind of how to um focus myself Uh, It's been a big struggle for me is like, how do I focus myself and make sure I'm not being swayed or pulled by other people's opinions or ideas and staying true to what I want. So having a clear business, um, like figuring out what my business values are or what I want to represent and making sure I stay true to that has been hard. Mm -hmm. Um, but having that has been that having that structure of that has been really good. And then also deciding like where I want to go with it. Yep. No, yeah. I know, I know where I want to be eventually. And so, and I have a rough idea of what the steps to take are. Mm-hmm. And now it's just kind of like when, when I get there, we'll, we'll deal with it. But yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I think like what you said too, about making sure you stay focused is so important because everybody's going to have an opinion and everybody's going to have feedback, whether it's solicited or not. But I think as the founder and as the visionary behind this business, like you have to really stay in your own lane and know that um, you are bringing a certain vision to life that maybe other people don't quite see yet. Uh, And I think that's a challenge for entrepreneurs because it's easy to get derailed by what your competition is doing or what your mom told you to do or what used to work for your grandma. (laughs) But it's like, no, like things have changed and I have to stay true to what I know is possible and what I know I want this business to become. So it's really about, yeah, staying committed to the vision, which I know 
know can be a challenge. Definitely. And that's exactly it. Mm -hmm. So curious, obviously there's a lot of different online home boutiques that exist Mm -hmm. all around the globe. So what would you say makes Maggie and Kay unique and what makes it different from your competitors? Yeah, that's a, it's such a good question. And I think (laughs) when I think about that, it's, it's the, the history behind it and the confidence I, I hope to instill in others. And the fact that I truly believe in what I'm offering the product from the products to the consultations, to the, um, the knowledge that I'm able to offer. Um, I think that that's kind of what makes Maggie and K Maggie and K it's there's, there's history and understanding and advice that I can offer. Um, I started a little blog on the website just because I think there's so many questions about like things like bedding, especially like thread count versus, you know, what towels do I want? Or why would I spend this much on this? Or can I just go get that from Walmart? And just, it's not to shame anyone or to make anyone feel pressured to buy things, but it's a nice base of understanding and knowledge that I'm able to help people understand why you want to invest in this, or maybe you don't like that. You would actually prefer this based on your personal preference, right? Totally. So having that knowledge and being able to connect with people and share that has, um, one served the business side really well, but also served, you know, my, my soul, my being, and my Mm. purpose in the business, um, Mm. greatly. That's awesome. Love that. Um, curious, like, I know you've only been in business for what you said, 10 months approximately. (laughs) Have there been any unexpected challenges of running an online home boutique that you did not anticipate? Yeah. Um, there's a couple, I think the number one thing I would say we kind of touched on already is, is, um, trying to please everyone. And because I'm really big on wanting to connect with the customer or, you know, help guide them in a certain, certain way, if they ask for advice, um, I think I can also get swayed into what I should be bringing in and, you know, like, Oh, maybe I'll, I'll try this because they seem interested in this. And then I get, you know, you can get overwhelmed by, okay, no, no, no. I have to refocus on what my, what I want to offer and what my vision for this business is and try not to be, um, overly swayed by, again, what other businesses might be doing or what other people might suggest I do and say, you know what? No, I know what I want to bring in. These are the products I want to have. And I, and every time I've been swayed those ways, it's not served me well. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. it's, it's really surprising. So I think that's the biggest thing I'm learning as I go is that again, stay true to my vision. I have to trust Mm -hmm. myself a little bit. And even if it feels like, oh, that could be risky or I may not make as much money, I think in the long run, if I stay true to that, it's going to only, it can only serve the brand. So. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. It's easy to be pulled in a million different directions. And sometimes I think we need to veer off course in order to realize that we shouldn't have gone that way and lesson learned. (laughs) Okay. I'm going to tap into what I want to do next time and not be pulled in everybody else's directions. So exactly. Yeah, exactly. A quick word from our premier sponsor of the visionary life podcast, and that is healthy planet. If you are a health nut like me, you're going to love that you can save money on the brands you already purchased by ordering online from Healthy Planet. They love our visionary community and want to support all of us in living our best lives. So you can shop at Healthy Planet entirely online and products will be dropped at your doorstep within just a few days. It's so easy, so convenient, and that gives you no excuse to say it's really hard to eat healthy because it's not. So treat your body, your mind, and your business with the fuel it deserves from Healthy Planet. You can shop by department, dietary need, or even just check out the sale rack. It's such an efficient way to ensure you're stocked up on all your favorite health goods all of the time. Use code VISIONARY10 at checkout to save on your Healthy Planet order. That's VISIONARY10 at checkout. I spent the first quite a few months um, almost gifting my time to people to create design concepts and try and encourage them and just to have them not follow through with it, which is really hard. Oh, excuse me. Sorry. One second, Kelsey. Um,
so sorry, Kelsey. It's okay. <laughs> it happens. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, sorry. I'll start from the beginning of my answer. Okay. Yeah. Let me ask the question again and we'll, yeah. um, start fresh. So, um, Okay, so curious, is there a piece of advice or a skill set that you wish you knew when you started your business that you know now? Yeah, I think when you're starting a business, um, you want to trust yourself and know the value of your product, if it's product you're bringing in or your service, and know the value of your time. I spent a lot of time in the early days um, kind of gifting people design concepts or walking them through a hundred different options or trying to, um, you know, help them with an overall design project. And I wasn't charging and th that's fine to a certain degree, but I think after a while it became so time consuming that I wasn't able to give that time of myself to my business or other avenues. Um, and it ends up costing you. Right. And, um, I think if you if you know your value and you know what you're offering to people and you trust that maybe some people have to pass on that, but mm -hmm. not being so afraid of saying, great, I'm so willing to help you with that. Here's what it costs. Um, let me know if you have any questions. Yep. And and trusting yourself that that's okay and that people are not going to be turned off. And if they are, then they're not your proper customers anyway. And that's a really hard thing to kind of acknowledge because we feel guilty or we feel um, like, I think we forget what our worth is. And then we think, well, why would I charge? Like, I'm not worth that, but we are. And you, you know, your stuff and you know, your, your knowledge and, um, and your talents. So, mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that would be my biggest thing is that I wish I had have stuck to my guns and trusted myself. And mm -hmm. even though I was new, yep. knowing that I what I have to offer is worth something. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's so true. And I don't know if it's particularly um, more challenging for women, too, because we tend to just like want to give, give, give sometimes with no expectation of like receiving anything for return. But the truth is like in order for us to continue to do this business, we have to charge what we feel our worth yeah. is. Otherwise, we don't make enough money and then we have to go back to work for someone else and then we don't get to share our gifts and our passion yeah. with our customers, right? So it's like yeah. this cycle that if you don't charge enough, like you don't get to do this as your work. And yeah. I even found, um, I was out for a run with a girl the other day and she was telling me about a not-for-profit that needed some marketing support. And I was like, oh, just tell them to get in contact with me and I'll do it for free. And she's like, I will not do that. And I was like, <laughs> why? Like, I'm just trying to help. And she's like, no, you're not doing free work yeah. for them. Like if they're going to value the skill set you bring to the table, they are going to pay you. So like, stop yeah. saying I'll do it for free. I'll do anything for free. Yeah. So it was a, just a good reminder that like, oh yeah, yeah, our time is valuable. And you know, we, we do have to charge what we do feel our services exactly. are worth. Otherwise, like you're going to resent your business because you're not pulling in money from it. That's exactly it. And it's in, there's, it's like you said, like if we don't learn that value of ourselves then and our time, then yeah, you don't get to do it forever because guess what? We it. have to eat. A hundred percent. Yeah, absolutely. And you've yeah. got a lot of costs that you're incurring on a daily yeah. or weekly basis that need to be covered. So it has to be factored in. Um, I'm curious, how are new customers finding out about Maggie and Kay right now? Because marketing is is a very challenging and ever-evolving pillar of your business. So mm -hmm. what's working right now? What's working? Good question. <laughs> I, this is something I probably struggle with the most, and I'm trying yeah. to figure out. Um, I'm slowly trying to build a personal brand so that people will trust my business brand yeah, and knowing who I am as a person and, um, creating relationships through just my daily life and, and through, um, even social media. Now, I think that is how I'm slowly starting to direct people toward a bus the business. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm spending a lot of time and energy trying to understand, um, social media and website design and building. Cause it is something I, I really enjoy. So I would like to be able to do it myself as long as possible. Um, but yeah, I, I do struggle with the marketing side of it and I'm excited to see how I can build that in the future. Um, mm -hmm. but yeah, it's a lot of, again, I'm still dealing with this small community here. I'm not dealing with a 
huge I'm not shipping out a lot of things it's a lot of um still local communities and local delivery um customers so I'm still figuring that out so word of mouth is still big um that's been very helpful um I've begun you know your your typical email lists like right on the my website so when people can sign up so I'm able to send out emails and reminders Mm -hmm. of sales and just keep myself in people's mind is my goal Mm -hmm. um while I navigate this world of social media and how to um draw people to my business page and Mm -hmm. again create that trust without people being able to come into a store so I'm working on it but so far that seems to be what's what's um working in you know even in, in a small way Yeah. And I think what you're doing with the building of the personal brand alongside Maggie and Kay is actually very strategic, right? Because humans connect with other humans more Mm -hmm. so than they do with like an inanimate brand. So it's like a little harder to build trust with a brand when you don't see the person behind it. So I love the idea of using your personal brand and your, say your personal Instagram account to actually start these relationships with people in town and eventually maybe outside of Bracebridge, but that actually puts uh, a human behind the brand and they can kind of get to know you first and then establish that trust factor and then say, oh, I I see there's an online home goods shop associated with you. And then they click over there and that relationship has already been built. So yeah, I I really love that idea of kind of having the two working in tandem to continually foster relationships. And I think, you know, when it all boils down to it, marketing is about building relationships. Mm -hmm. So it's any way that you can do that. Um, And I think the Instagram DMs and posting content is still a really awesome way. And it's free, right? You just have to go find the people to connect with and start talking to them, start seeing how you can uh, meet their needs or brighten their day, right? Exactly. That's, well, that's the hope. So I'm, yeah, again, it's all, it's all a new world to me, but I love that. It's exactly, exactly what I'm trying to do. So (laughs) we'll see how successful it is in the end. But um, again, it was, it all comes back to that. Like I loved watching my grandmother connect with people in the community. And that was why people came back. It's because they're like, they loved her and they trusted her Mm -hmm. um, to offer good advice and good product. So Mm -hmm. building that relationship in online is much harder, I think. So I'm trying very hard to be an honest, open person who also can, and and within that demonstrate that I, I know what I'm talking about a little bit and you know, that I want you to trust me and, um, Mm -hmm. and, and move that way and let me help you in your home decor needs. Yeah. And I I just like that you're sharing so openly and honestly, like kind of what we're all going through. Like none of us have it all figured out. Like everything is a bit of trial and error and experimentation and, you know, uh, with the change of seasons and with everything going on in the world, like what worked yesterday doesn't always work tomorrow. And so you constantly have to be adapting and really just trying to make sure that you are reaching out to your customers in creative ways that they want to be reached. So I love that. And so when you have questions or when you are faced with a business challenge, where do you turn to? Like, who are you learning from right now? And where do you go for advice? So many people. Well, oh, Allison, that's awesome. I, call, I call Allison all the time. I'm like, I don't know what to do. Yeah. Is this a good idea? Is this dumb? Yeah. But I'm <laughs> lots of people. Um, Crystal Darling of Bell's Boutique. She's been such a good mentor. Um, my other business partner, Amy, she's been doing our hub productions business for 15 years. Wow. So it's it's only grown and I'm very blessed to be part of that too. So she has tons of insight on the more like dealing with the financial side of owning a business and all the work that comes with that. Um, and then my mom, like my mom did it for so many years and I'm so lucky that I have that person who not only owned a business, but owned a business in exactly what I'm doing. Um, but there's so that's, that's the beautiful thing about an online business or social media in general right now is that I can get inspired and connected to people all over the place that have shops, you know, across the country and see something and be like, oh my gosh, that's it. That's what I'm trying to do and feel inspired and excited by that. And you don't have to sit around and kind of wait for inspiration to hit. I think I get inspired a hundred times a day because of 
you know, speaking with people like you or, you know, just being able to talk about my business on a, a social platform and have people connect with it and respond. Or it's just like this constant um, mm-hmm. wheel of inspiration from other women and other local business owners. And then, you know, the images and community that we create online as well. So quick pause to thank this week's sponsor, BetterHelp. As many of you might know, my mom passed away unexpectedly a couple of weeks ago, and this has sent me down the path of navigating change, grief, and an emptiness that I've never quite felt before. That's why I'm so grateful to have a partner like BetterHelp, as they offer professional counseling done securely online. You can send a message to your counselor anytime, and you'll get timely and thoughtful responses, plus you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions. The booking system is remarkable easy and convenient. BetterHelp has counselors who specialize in stress, grief, anxiety, relationships, self-esteem, and so many more areas of expertise. If you've been thinking about finding help for some of your unique challenges, then I'm happy to share that as a listener of Visionary Life, you'll get 10% off your first month of BetterHelp by heading to betterhelp.com visionary. Join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health. Again, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, BetterHelp.com slash visionary. And you're going to get your first month of BetterHelp at 10% off. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and you're right with the access that we all have these days. It's like at the touch of a button, we can open up Instagram and say hello to, you know, somebody in our industry who's much further along than we are, and then we can have a quick chat with them. Like the abilities that we have to reach out to people, and I don't know if a lot of business owners take advantage of the fact that you can send a message to whoever you want. And sure, some of them may not respond, but a lot of them will, and they'll give you some of their time and they'll give you tips and best practices. So like, you know, it's important not to think that we're isolated in this journey because most entrepreneurs want to support each other and want to support the next generation who's following in their footsteps, right? It's so true. And it's cool. It's kind of a a cool way to look at, um, this push to online or social media. It's like, yeah, we just, we, we just expanded our community. We expanded our bubble a little bit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's really awesome. So with so many different projects going on, so you obviously have the hub productions, you've got Maggie and Kay, you've got uh, your podcast. I'm sure you have many other things going on. I'm curious, how do you find balance in all of this and how do you structure your work weeks? Yeah. Um, with great difficulty, <laughs> I know. <laughs> I am. A, I am no expert in um, not overextending myself. Yeah. However, I am. Like I said right off the top, I'm very passionate about everything I'm doing, and that mm. makes a difference. If there was something I'm wasn't passionate about, I don't think I could do it. Yeah. Um, not anymore. I used to, and mm-hmm. I don't think I'm in a place where I'm willing to do that when I am inspired by so many other things I'm doing. Um, yeah, we're also renovating our house right now. So it's been a real mess. <laughs> I'm like not even living at home. I'm like, I don't know who I am anymore. Oh my goodness. But, um, yeah, having with like expression sessions, having a, a we released an episode every other week, we were doing yeah. it every other week, but we adjusted. Oh, so we're yeah. doing every other week. So having, um, like that deadline is nice and, um, can do that. Um, also just like, that's kind of the beauty of the online business is that I can, pick where my, I'm going to put in my time, which is good. Mm. Um, and then I recently, because I was struggling with the renovation and everything, um, staying consistent, um, with posting and engaging with my making K business, I recently started, um, a Sunday launch series. So I'm releasing a new product every Sunday, um, for the foreseeable future. And it's just, it's kind of, that was kind of my secret way of keeping myself in check making sure that I'm connecting with my community and seeing what they're excited for me to release. Um, You know, keeping me in people's minds, making sure that they're checking in at least once a week to see what's new. That was Mm -hmm. kind of the idea behind that. And it's a, it gives me an opportunity to showcase some of the new things that are coming in and also keep me looking for new things that are exciting to bring into the shop. So that is, that was one of the things I adjusted in the last um, couple of months just to like, help with that scheduling and where am I putting my time and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's, it's hard. I'm, uh, I'm getting better at it and 
I now have like a pretty good system of this day is for this, this day is for this Mondays I'm doing deliveries, Mm -hmm. um, Wednesdays are post office drop-offs like that kind of thing. So that I also am not working at all hours of the night. Um, cause I think that's one of the challenges with owning a business and Allison may have touched on this cause we complain to each other. She did. <laughs> we complain to each other all the time. It's like, oh my gosh, when do you, when do you turn it off? Right. So she's, she's different. Her shop is right in her house. Yeah. Um, so like I can imagine when, as soon as she gets an order and she wants to do it, I at least have to wait to go and deliver it. Yeah. But yeah, I just like, if I said Wednesdays, I'm going to the post office and that's it. I'm like people, especially when I'm not shipping across the world, people don't mind waiting an extra day or two for their package to be shipped. And it just saves me the, um, the stress of driving there a hundred times a week. Or I know that today I'm doing printing all my labels to ship and it just gives a little bit of structure to the week and make sure that I'm not Mm-hmm. doing little bits all the time. And so that there is a downtime and a moment to be human and take it all in and rest. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And that's so important too. Like I think um, a lot of us owning businesses means that like we have this monkey mind, like we're constantly mm-hmm. thinking like, what else, what else do I need to be doing? What about that order that I need to ship out? Oh my God, mm-hmm. did I send the email? Did I do the product launch? And one of the things I love that you said is that you do keep yourself accountable by sharing publicly what you're doing, like saying every Sunday, I'm going to release a new product and you can expect that from me. And I think as soon as you share that to your community and to your audience, it puts you on the hook to not just like, you know, let a Sunday go by and not do it. Uh, So I think like there's so much power in verbalizing what you're going to do and like speaking it into existence rather than just like keeping it in your head all of the time. That's exactly it. Yeah. It's, it makes a huge difference when, when you don't have like a big team to keep you accountable and stuff like that. And it's just you, it can be really hard. So yeah, definitely Mm -hmm. creating those, those bits and putting them out to the world definitely helps. Yeah. I'm curious, are there any, um, like systems or tools that help you to run your online business? So for somebody who wants to maybe also start an online boutique, like Mm -hmm. what are the tools that make this business work behind the scenes? Yeah. Um, free things like Instagram, uh, help, Mm -hmm. but, um, I've used Shopify for mine, um, for my shop and it's, I've been so impressed with it. I didn't know what I was getting myself into. I didn't know I'm, you know, I'm fairly techie and comfortable. It was so easy and friendly to use. And I get to tag my products right onto my Instagram and it makes, it just makes it, it's so user-friendly and Mm -hmm. kind of was my saving grace when figuring out if this was going to be a viable thing. Cause once I started building the site um, the way I wanted to build it and I saw how easy it was, it made me feel so excited that, okay, I can do this because it, it, you, I'm constantly adding new things or taking off inventory. And so that was the thing I was a little bit scared about. It's not like looking at a shelf and people going, Oh, they don't have that size. It's like, I've got to update my inventory and make sure. And then I get to do my shipping right through there. And it's, it's been a really um, great resource. So I've really enjoyed that. I'm sure there are plenty out there. um, If you Mm -hmm. just do a little bit of research, I also like use Canva a lot for promotional stuff. I am in love with Canva. I use it all the time. I also use it for all my design boards. So when I'm creating mood boards for clients and Mm -hmm. um, helping them to see the furniture and items or decor they already have in their home, if they send me pictures, I can pair it with stuff. And I use that to help create um, collages, mood boards, um, and just like a design template. So it's been really great for me. Um, worth upgrading to the pro, definitely yes, if you're a business owner. Yeah, <laughs> definitely makes a big difference. And then just for promotional Instagram stuff, it's a great place to create stories and reels and stuff yep. like that. Um, what else? Those would be my go-to. I think yeah. those are my top ones for anyone that's like, I don't know, I don't even know how to start with the online stuff. That stuff's been really helpful. Well, and it it kind of simplifies how we can each start our own online business if that's what our dream is. It's like set up your Shopify store, Mm -hmm. make sure you have, you know, graphics ready to go. You can do those in Canva and then have a platform you're going to share them on like Instagram or Facebook. And like, gosh, we live in such a a cool day and age where it's possible. Anybody can do this, right? With these awesome platforms that you just shared. And it doesn't have to be so complicated. Yet maybe down the line you set up fancy customer software and, you know, do like whatever you need to do to Mm -hmm. upgrade. But 
in the early days, you have to just focus on the basics and build the Mm -hmm. foundation and kind of prove that the concept is going to work. And then you can add all the complicated stuff on top of that. Exactly. Yeah, no, it was, um, and it just, yeah, keeps it simple. Yeah, exactly. And when things are easy to work and aren't overly complicated, I think it keeps us inspired and moving forward. I think so too. I think where entrepreneurs end up quitting is when it's complex Mm -hmm. and they just can't handle everything that needs to be done. So I think simplifying is really the key to staying with it and not quitting on yourself. Hanging on. Hanging on. (laughs) So let's shift gears a little bit. I want to talk about Bracebridge and, you know, Mm -hmm. the town that you love so dearly. So what is it about this small little town besides the fact that your whole family grew up there? (laughs) uh, But what is it that you love so much? Why are you still there? Um, So many reasons. And it's everything I've said throughout this whole chat. It's like that sense of community and people having your back and being excited for you and knowing your history and, Mm. you know, cheering you on and having those like interpersonal connections, even when you have an online business, um, you know, and through my different, um, avenues of business, I'm meeting, I meet all kinds of different people. So I, I get Mm. through hub productions, I get to connect with youth all the time. And I love the youth in this community. And I love that, because it's a small town, I get to watch them grow up and like graduate and go off and do theater. Like some of my students that I had when they were, you know, eight years old are now going off to university for theater. So it's cool to be able to watch that. And I think you lose that in, in sometimes in bigger cities and stuff. Mm -hmm. And then just, you know, running and dropping off sheets at someone who goes, I knew your grandmother and, you know, and I bought sheets from her 40 years ago. Like it's cool. There's, there's some real beauty to that. And then just, it's beautiful here. I love, I just think it's so nice to be able to go out to the backyard and have a fire and look at the stars and, Mm -hmm. you know, have family four houses down. And (laughs) I love that. Sounds so magical. And it is a Mm -hmm. very special place indeed. Um, For somebody listening who also wants to start a business in a small town, Mm -hmm. what is one piece of advice you might offer? Create those connections and use that, um, use that to your advantage. Use the small, like all those small town connections that you talk about, like use it to your advantage because that's something that other shops and businesses may not have. Um, you know, it's kind of the charm of a small town, right? And, you know, sometimes a curse, (laughs) sometimes if everyone knows you all the time, um, (laughs) word travels fast, I'm sure. (laughs) Oh my gosh. But like, if people know you, they trust you and you can, they'll trust you to deliver the best product. And if you do that, they will come back to you and they will cheer you on and they will tell their best friend about you. And they will be like, Oh, that's, you know, that's Carol's daughter. She's doing this. And there's some beauty to that. So hone into it, grab onto those connections and use them to your your advantage, because that is something that is very um, specific to a small town, I think. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And you're right. Like word travels fast. So you might as well just like really nurture those relationships (laughs) and make sure that everyone you meet, you leave a positive impression on because who knows, they could be your next customer. They could be your employee one day. It's just, you know, word spreads fast. Exactly. (laughs) And final question. I'm curious, is there a favorite location in Bracebridge that you have, whether it's a store or a place to eat or maybe Mm. a nature spot that we would never know about otherwise? Because I'm sure a lot of people want to come visit after listening to this show there are so many I think there are so many good hiking trails in Bracebridge and I've grown up hiking the trails so there was one so off Gibbs Road yeah of course you go of course (laughs) there's like a trail that you can go back there I think it was like a snowmobile trail in the winter um, but it goes so far back and we used to go fishing on this little stream there. I don't know if there was actually fish, but it's beautiful. <laughs> there's so many picturesque places and they all connect. And like where we live now, there's, we're at the end of our road, there's a trail, look for the trails and you could go in spring and you could go in fall and it would look like a totally different place. Um, mm. the trails, like they change with the seasons and there's just so many, they're just well-kept and there's always people walking on them and dogs and it's just, it's really lovely. And there, you feel like you're in a totally different place. Um, and there's so many that you could do a different one every day. (laughs) 
Love that. So pull up our trails maps and just yep. start exploring when we exactly. arrive. Exactly. And you'll I just like you, you'll come across like a stream and like a little I don't know, a brook and a yeah. waterfall and it's lovely. Oh. <laughs> I could go for a nice little hike right now. That's kind of right? how I want to close out my work week. So maybe I'll just drive up to Bracebridge Do right it. away. <laughs> be there in three hours. Perfect. <laughs> oh, awesome. Well, Emma, if people want to learn more about Maggie and Kay, or maybe they want to listen to your podcast or anything else you're doing in your personal life, where are the best places for them to go and connect with you? Yeah. So if you're looking for some home decor bedding, uh, or just want to read the blog and learn about, you know, thread count, yeah, <laughs> you can I go do. to Maggie, <laughs> maggieandk.com. Um, you can also follow my social media again, Maggie and K, Facebook, Maggie and K. Um, you can also follow me and you'll see all the different things I've got going on. I'm constantly talking about the episodes we have coming up on the expression sessions, any yep. hub production summer camps or youth theater um, programming. Um, so it's Emma.Grimstead with two D's because the other one was taken. <laughs> but you can go in there and I'll sh- I share everything that's going on and um I'm also updating with all our home renovation stuff right now. So if you like following that journey, that works too. I think one thing you've done really well in this podcast is give us permission to be multi-passionate and to have a lot of different things going on because, you know, life is too short to keep yourself in a box if you have all of these other ideas and things that you want to devote your energy to. So it's just, it's fun to talk to another multi-passionate business owner who's yeah kind of just like chasing different projects and, you know, each day assuming for you looks quite different and that's probably exactly the way you want it. Yep. It's exactly it. And I think you know, when you're a kid, they ask you what you want to be, but they, when yeah. you're little, but they never hold you accountable. And then all of a sudden you hit like grade 11, 12, they're like, what do you want to be? And you have to be that. Yeah. And I just like that never stuck with me. I have been, uh, I've had a hundred different jobs. I am constantly changing my mind and my passions. You know, like I, I was a professional actress for years. I, you know, I still do that. I still audition. I'm going to be filming in a couple weeks, but yeah. it's like, you get to go and you, no one is going to, I don't know. You don't have to be the same thing forever. We are constantly changing. Drive, take what makes you passionate and don't feel glued to something that doesn't make you happy anymore because Mm -hmm. it's so much more fun (laughs) to just go with what comes to you. It's so true. And it like the moment my life got better was when I gave myself permission to stop doing the thing I went to school for Mm -hmm. and go completely off course and to start like all these new projects that I didn't really know what it was all going to amount to, but I finally said, just go for it. Like spread yourself across all of the places that bring you joy. Stop doing the thing that, you know, you were kind of curated to do by going to school for a certain thing and just drop the title and create your own reality. So yeah, I think that's such a a good takeaway from this episode. And I would encourage people to go follow your journey for all that you're up to. So thank you so much for sharing your story on the podcast and uh, I can't wait to come to Bracebridge and hopefully finally meet everyone in person that has been part of this series thank you so much this is such a pleasure thank you thanks for tuning in to this episode of visionary life I love bringing you these conversations on a weekly basis so it would mean so much to me if you could help me out by rating and reviewing the show in your iTunes app You can also support the show by taking a quick screenshot of the episode and sharing it on your Instagram stories, tagging me at Kelsey Rydell. I'll catch you in the next episode. P.S. Whenever you're ready, there's a couple of ways that I can support you. So first thing, if you're ready to make your first or next $50,000 in business, explore how the Visionary Method business coaching experience can accelerate your growth. There'll be a link in the show notes. Also, if you're feeling lost, confused, or overwhelmed when it comes to starting an online business, reach out and book a free revision call with me. I'll offer you customized recommendations on how to get unstuck so you can live a life filled with joy, happiness, and fulfillment.